Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Smith is bouncing in the background today. How the devil are we? Let me crank that down while I start breaking into the dulcet tones. Welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk, you fine people. How the devil are you? That's, a, that's an old saying, but I love it. How the devil are you? How have you been? Um, I know I was meant to do a podcast on my Sunday, but I am doing it on my Monday, mainly because um, it's, it's an extra day. Bank holiday Monday. I, I told you I did this the last time. I like enjoying my Mondays because Sunday becomes Sunday fun day because you can have a drink knowing that you don't have to go to work for another 48 hours or 24 hours, whatever it is. Yeah, you, know, you got that Monday off. You can just chill the f out. Um, so yeah, so but I thought no, today's the day. Mainly because I've reinvigorated a bit of motivation today, which is an in interestingly drove me because I'll be honest again, I, I'm struggling. I really am, um, and I, just to find motivation, um, it's yeah, it's a bit of an odd one really. So. I just thought I need to I need to do this. So I broke into a little bit of motivation on another project, which has led me to go. Now's the time. Sit down, James, and talk to the people. How are you? So I hope you've all been okay. Hope everyone has been getting through and trying to build a better future and enjoy life. I know that it's it's difficult fucking times, people out there, isn't it? It really is. And we are all feeling this across the world, um, across especially America, especially Britain. You know, we are really, I don't know, we're just really feeling the pinch. I mean, oh my fucking days, mental health is is at its, it's got to be at its lowest ever. I mean, some of the stuff that's going on in America, and, and I'm not going to get into the politics on it, but I'm just talking from a mental health scope. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, you know, I don't understand. I, I was feeling a bit shit last week, I'm going to be honest. And the motivation loss um, is, hasn't helped. And in, and, I, and I got kind of a bit sideswiped again last week. And this is the roller coaster of life. I know you've just got to go through these things. I'm not unique. I absolutely understand that. And, and I think that's, I'm actually not saying I'm unique. I'm actually saying completely opposite, that we all are struggling. We all go through these things. The problem is we don't talk. So that's what that's about. But... Yeah, I just kind of last week felt a little bit shit, and it sort of topped off really, and I, and it's not slagging them off, but I, I got I finally got a response back from Pirate Bay, which was um, forced out of them. I'm going to say, um, you know, and I, and I, and I kind of went, like I said, I went above and beyond. I put a lot into that, and um, I've said to them, look, you know, you haven't you haven't contacted me in two months. Just wanted a one liner. Do you know what I mean? What did you think of it? Um, you know, is it okay? Have you got it up? Did you like it? Whatever, you know, just something to feed my ego, but in a good way, not in a, you know, look at me sort of way, but uh, feed my ego to understand, is it worth doing this? Are people enjoying it? Is it a nice thing? Because you need that feedback. You don't want to keep pumping down one road to understand that you're going down the wrong fucking path and, you know, one or two people, you know, sort of say yes and you, you kind of, I jumped on that bandwagon. I did that, you know, and anybody that knows me knows me well enough to know that I love this artwork process and I was invested in it and I just assumed everybody else would love it and I fed off the odd like and that grew into bigger than Ben-Hur and I now still got all of these fucking pieces apart from the three that I gave away so you know I, I so it's really important to me to get the feedback from somebody that I've sort of put my heart and soul into and somebody that I'd you know kind of it was a collaboration I just wanted that one liner didn't really care about monetary didn't really care about the gifts or anything like that I didn't want any of that what I wanted was they were going to provide me with a specialist bottle which they did um, and I wanted to, to, to make something and I wanted to see if it was going to be something that'd be good anyway long story short of it 
although I did kind of go the, the long way around. Yeah, I got an email back and it was like, hi, James, sorry, been really busy with summer. I was like, okay, um, I get that. Okay, I get that you're a business. However, um, it, it was a one-liner. I, I expressed that and maybe I wanted too much. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and he went busy for summer, which I, you know, I took that. I said, you're a business. Yes, you've got a lot going on. I understand that. Um, and then he went, yes, it's up on the wall. Absolutely love it. Um my only criticism would be that the paint, all of the white border should have been missing to draw our eye into the the piece a bit more. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, I, I get that, but that was a style of frame. The the border came with, it was, it was one of those ones that added depth without adding depth, if you like. So it, it, maybe the format as well. That was it. Maybe that was just what he said, just to, you know, sort of shut me up really and say, I'll give him a bit of something to work on. So he just fucks off. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, so, but that, but the lack of empathy in it for me, um, and that's what I drive on. That's what I, that's why I do what I do. I do these things because I search for dopamine and, and, and if I can get dopamine by helping people, then apps are fucking lootly. And that wasn't the dopamine I expected. I'll be brutally honest. And and yeah, I took that. I took that a bit personally, and I shouldn't have done. And, and before everyone jumps in and, and says, yeah, I I know, I know that that I you know it was a collaboration, and I shouldn't have expected the world and the thank you at least. They've got it on the wall. There's loads of positives in there, and then there's quite a lot of negatives from somebody who's trying to press forward in something that he enjoys, but. Do you see what I mean? There's, there's every, it's like a double-edged sword with mental health. I'm doing it for my own personal reasons, which is why the passion's there. I'm doing it because I like that style of art, and I like creating things. It, it falls the boundaries of the timeline I can allow it without consuming too much of my life. And you've got to understand that this is how I think of hobbies, is, you know, how much do I have to invest in this? How long is it going to take me? What are the where are the parameters where this could go wrong? And does that add stress to my job or to the to the topic or the the art project? What's the outcome? Is it shiny, glossy, and fucking nice and unique? Do you see what I mean? So for me, when I go through and when I go through something that I enjoy, there is a process involved in that. It's a very delicate process. But ultimately, on the outside, you see something that's there. It's not shiny it's now shiny yeah and that's what most people see i get that i've spent 21 years painting i fully understand that however what i don't understand is one for what they don't understand is sorry and the reason where this is me outwardly speaking and then there'll be a lot of professions out there that will will absolutely agree with me but when you when i do something from a shitty piece of crap and I make it into fucking something that's shiny as fuck and is handmade and there's a lot of passion involved in that. That to me, and there's the process of going along knowing that I've gone through all those processes, if it's resin, how long does it take to cure? Fucking can I overcoat it? Can I add this to it? Can I add that to it? What happens if I... And a lot of my experience comes from the fact that, I, you know, if you're going to add a, a, a sort of cellulose-based or a silicone-based product on top of water-based, there's loads of problems. And I've started, I started... I do get them all the time. And this is what I mean. 21 years of going through this. I understand the process, which has made me very good at it, made me enjoy the process. But I, ex I just... I don't know... The problem is, and the reason why I've never let anything go, 
and I've only given things to people that I know will look after it and cherish it is because I do put my heart and soul into it. And that's the unfortunate thing. So, and the reason I put my heart and soul into everything I do is because I like the reward. The reward is people saying to me, that's fucking nice, James. I want one of those. Or that's fucking nice, James. I love that. Or, yes, your garden is amazing or whatever. They may say, I don't, I do it because I like that dopamine. I don't, you know, you, you don't, and, you, and the, the the biggest picture in this is the people that will be saying that are normally the people in my friendship group. So it, it bolsters how I feel about those people. When you get rewarded by the people in your own friendship circle, that is the, the most empowering thing in the world. It doesn't matter about the however X amount of people outside of your, your channel outside of your little your little group yeah they bolster you up and they push you forward that's what social media does it drives for more sales it drives for more views depends on what you want out of social media if you want to go on social media and get likes then you need to hit the target of the audience you want to get the likes it's, it's no different to to comparing social media to real life however i've done it in a very very pragmatic way shall we say because i liked i like that word but the whole journey the whole journey of going from point A when I started this, or, you know, fucking 19 months ago, to now, that whole journey is about building the friendship group that's around me to support me, to chuck me a bone of dopamine. Here you go, James, that's fucking great. If they don't think it's great, then personally, fucking come back to me privately and say, James, do this and this, which I do get actually from a very good friend of mine, does that all the time, gives me that negative feel. And I like that because it's constructive negativity, but it's at the same time, it helps me move forward and understand. And I get that's why I caveated a lot of the things when I said, oh, yeah, I understand where I'm coming from. There's there's good, there's bad and there's ugly. There's all sorts in life. However, the key part is when you do something and you put your heart and soul into it, the people that you've got around you are the ones that should be liking you or supporting you confidently and all the time because that's what you've nurtured. If you're not getting those people doing that, irrelevant of being on every single platform, it's impossible because not everyone's on everyone pla every platform, but at least on one of those platforms at some point or message, WhatsApp, whatever, that's what you look for. Because we all feed off of it. As human beings, we naturally do it. Social media has just basically fucking launched it. Like, li literally fucking put it into space. That's all social media did. There was no different. We we all did it through our generations, etc., etc., etc. We've all looked for the dopamine hit from the girl or the friend or whatever, the boy, whatever. We've all looked for that dopamine hit. We all go around to our parents. We go around to our friends' houses to sit there in front of our parents, in front of our friends' parents, and be polite children and have a laugh with them. So they think that we're nice because it's an extension of my family. And I get that dopamine hit when they when you hear the rumours. Oh yeah, James is fab. Or your mum goes, hey, you were fucking spot on. Around nothing's changed through the generations. The only difference is we've gone onto social media, and I say my generation, you know, eighties born going into the 90s 20s we saw it all evolve so we've seen it we've grown with it we you know we know but at the same time we know what it's like before and that gives us a little bit of an ability to compare these things but that's what we do we you know we ultimately there's no difference with just social media as fucking stuck it on a rocket and shoot shot it forward everybody else now wants the dopamine and we're all fucking going for it give me the dopamine and there's people going look at them they just all they want is dopamine we you're fucking just on the same platform getting the same likes for the same fucking thing 
You're just telling him he's a dickhead and you want the likes to say, yes, he is a dickhead. There's no different. We all did that. We just did it in the fucking playground. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And um, anyway, so I want that dopamine hit. And that's why we do these things. I digress a little bit, but it was just it was a, a good valid point there. I'm hoping I hope you got it. So, yeah, I've had a bit of a roller coaster anyway. It's been a bit odd. Like I say, I had that Pirate Bay. That fucking blew me out the water. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, just personally, I know I shouldn't do, but I do. And, I, and I'm going to always do it. And fucking whether you say yes or no, I'm going to always take things personally if I put my heart and soul into it. And then I sort of fed into a nice busy week. Not <laughs> I say busy. It was a busy week. and It exhausted me a little bit. And I got to Friday. And Friday was one of those fucking days where I was like, I don't like working Fridays. I, I'm not going to fucking lie. Everybody knows me. And I say it to me, I'm quite open about it. I like my three-day weekends. I have done for the last fucking four, five, maybe six, six years. Six years I've liked permanent fucking getting three days off a week. I've been very lucky. But at the same time, I work like an absolute fucking Trojan Monday to Thursday. And I do as much as I can on the weekend to, to warrant that day off. But that day off, that Friday... It's a day where I feel good. It's where I can just, I just myself, fuck everyone else. Everyone else is working. I can just do what I like, m- mosey on round, do what the fuck I like. It's a brilliant day. And, and and I did that this week, actually. So I was feeling a bit shit. So I dipped into the old bag of coping mechanisms, fucking dived in there. You know, you've heard them all. And I was like pulling out fucking yoga. I was pulling out meditation. I was fucking, oh, yanked out music. I was like, yeah, fucking. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll chuck one of those coping mechanisms on, put, put a bit of music on. And then I was like, meditation, how can I do meditation? But without doing meditation, I don't, I'm don't. i not in the right mindset to sit there and think. I need an activity. And I looked down at my grass, and as you know, you probably heard in a podcast not so long ago, my, my, my grass is a passion of mine. And um, I've nurtured it. So I was like, this needs fucking cutting because I've got to keep it low to stop it from getting like undergrowth getting too moist and fucking killing off the grass you get grass rot and all that stuff got to keep it permanently raked i've researched this shit i know what's fucking flying down so i pulled out the uh, i pulled out the old machinery and i was like fucking yes here we go let's cut it with the old the old lawnmower it's only a little bit of grass it's like i said you know it's three meters by 10 meters it ain't it ain't big but it's mine and then i went do you know what and i fucking looked at the machinery and i went i ain't fucking doing that today i'm going fucking mr miyagi on this shit I'm going fucking wax on, wax off. I am going old school. I'm fucking, I'm pulling out the 80s fucking flat topper. So I pulled out my Japanese um, shears that I use for um, cutting the bonsais and shaping the bushes by hand, you know, because I bought them. They're, they're, fa- they're fairly hefty. They're 12-inch blades. Um, you know, don't tell the rosas. Fucking hell, they'll have me. But they're on fucking Jap- the Japanese style, little hand clippers. Got a nice shear in action on them. And I sat there and I went, oh, fucking, I just want to, just chill out and not think. So I banged on some fucking music, shot down on my grass, proceeded to fucking cut that fucking flat. Literally started top left and I just cut every single fucking piece, weeding out the bits that were fucking entangled in. Oh, I was an absolute fucking dream. I was a gardener's dream. I'll tell you, the fucking Chelsea Flower Show ain't got shit on me. I'm telling you. Fucking down there did it all. And I was sat there and I really enjoyed the tranquility, the birds pissed me off initially but then I zoned out and it was just a background noise and I was shearing away at the fucking grass thinking oh I could make this look like an 80s action hero if I had a flat topper you know straight into the fucking buzz cut flat top and I was like yeah that'd be cool and then I started going so I banged in 80s party music and then just fucking sat there chilling out cutting my grass and it was really really it was it was I don't know 
it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I even went like, you know, is this a bit fucking weird? And probably there is an element of it. But you know what? I'm passionate about the grass. Um, and for me, um, it was just that extra bit. Because, again, I've read a little, I've done a bit of research. But when you cut your fucking grass with a, an old blade or a tarnished blade or strip it with a strimmer, if you get a fuzzy fucking cut that you normally see the tops of the grass go brown. I'm going to give you a little lesson here. Fucking listen in. They go brown. That's it just dying off at the tip. Sometimes that can go down the core and kill the fucking grass. Also, I get brown spots. So um, if you cut it with a fresh blade on the lawnmower, or as I did with shears, I wouldn't recommend it as if you're a fucking farmer or someone with some fucking decent land. I mean, I'm talking fucking, you know, I'm in, I'm in a new style house. So, you know, you get about fucking, you know, 10 foot by 10 foot fucking bit of front land and a little bit extra in the back. Um, so you get fuck all, no space at all. So it's, but if you've, you know, if you've got it, do it properly. And I have. I've got that ability. And it was really, really nice. It sort of set me up for a nice day. I knew I was going out with my best friend as well. So we had a nice, um, we had a round, round of golf in the evening, uh, in the afternoon, into snooker, into a few fucking gins. And it was just, it was nice. And then, yeah, just sort of kind of fell into the weekend. And then Sunday I worked and had a bit of a fantastic time, really, to after I picked myself up a little bit. But it was interesting. Um, I'll start my second case sip, sip of my fucking orange juice here. Oh, I've got some fucking classic tunes on in the background as well. And, um, yeah, so it's it's sort of interesting, broken into, you know, sort of the weekend. And I've got, I had this project, and it sort of leads me in a little bit into what I want to talk about today. And it's really interesting, I think, for me, from my perspective, I need to learn to do better because I'm an absolute nightmare for this. And I, it's not intentional, but... It's like a, it's like a, it's a reaction I take when people ask me to do things, and that is be careful what you say, and I, and that's the title here. Be careful what you say. What do I mean by be careful what you say? Well, it's like I, so my, I was asked by my parents to do um, a uh, spray a custom pilot helmet um, for a leaving gift for a uh, a colonel, and. Um, I know the colonel and, you know, at the time I could see that it was passionate with my parents. I haven't got the facilities or the resources to do this, but uh, and that's kind of what was in the background. It's not that I couldn't do it. It was like I don't have the accessories that I have to hand when I was a painter. I don't have a paint shop. I don't have a spray gun. So I was kind of like a bit apprehensive, but I looked and I was kind of like... Yeah, okay. And then, my, my bless my dad, he was just sort of kind of going, he's done a lot for me. And I was like, yes, I know, yeah, yeah, get it. Anyway, so I took it on. And that was like four months ago. And and I just left it. I literally left it until my dad phoned me about a week ago and said, son, I'm going to ask you, are you going to do that helmet or not? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I've got no motivation. There is nothing in that for me because it, I know it's going to be a fucking headache. I know it's going to stress me out. I know it's going to take me three or four days to do it. Is the finish going to be perfect? I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainties and I don't have the resources to undo the problems like I did when I was in the paint shop. So I just, I said, well, and then, and then, you know, it's my dad, you know, I'm, and I don't like letting people down. I said I took it on. So I was like, yes, I will do it. And then the week came and I just completely fucking chinned it off. And then obviously the Pirate Bay thing kicked in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as I'm talking about. So my mood was fucking low. I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, I'm not getting any feedback. I just don't know. And, and maybe I've taken on too much and I'm asking for too much. I don't know. Um, and anyway, today, this morning, was the fucking day. And this is how much I put this off. I um, literally went around and um, 
I went to bed not last night and I was like, I've got to start that tomorrow, James. You don't know, I, did, I had no idea what I was going to fucking do. And then basically came to the morning and I woke up about fucking half eight, nine, had some breakfast. I'm not telling you the full story, so don't worry, but I'm not going to go into everything. It was Cheerios. <laughs> and then I sat down and um, I thought, fuck it, I'm putting the Xbox on. So I put the Xbox on. And then I was looked at the time and it was like tw- 10, 10 past 11. And I was like, I'll start that at 12 o'clock. And then at fucking 5 to 12, I said at 12 o'clock, I said I'll start that at 12 o'clock today. And I put the fucking controller down at 5 to 12, went out and started that at 12 o'clock. And I started prepping this helmet to the point where I had no paint, had no resources. I had to go to Halfords and get the paint I wanted. Came back, pulled out my airbrush kit and fucking just literally just went to town on it. Just was like, right, that's it. Let's get it primed, masked, fucking prepped. Not in that order. Um, so we're looking at primed, <laughs> prepped, and primed. <laughs> you know and all that jazz and then top coated it and then i was like oh i'm gonna do this down here and i was getting out my fucking cry cup machine and stickering it up and i I airbrushed in a poppy on the back i did all this and i was like the motivation was there and that drove me into the motivation to do my podcast but it was one of those things and the reason why i say be careful what you say is it's very very prominent so it's almost like you you know what it's like people say don't go shopping if you're hungry we all know that don't fucking go out, don't, you know, don't, don't promise something when you're happy, because it's normally because you're happy. And all of these little steps in life, they all take a key part to our lives, all these little key points to not do these things. And it's very important to understand that when you say you're going to do something, because we all do it, especially if you've had depression or you've had um, any sort of long term mental health problem, I think. And I'm not just categorizing. It's not just limited to that. But I will say that from my experience in in the long term mental health problem, I used to say yes a lot. And I mean a fucking lot. And as people have probably heard in my early stories, I did get taken advantage of a lot because I was a very generous person, because I just wanted people to be happy as ultimately it. And what they don't realize or what I do realize now is every time I did something amazing for somebody, when I got the dopamine hit back, I loved it. And that was what made me do more for them. And that is now what I'm learning. And one of the one of the key parts or the key problems to this is I say yes to a lot of things because I want people to feel happy or I can and I know I have the abilities to do things and if I don't I genuinely I will learn it that's how fucking stupid I am I'm like I'll go and learn how to do that it was like today I fucking didn't I've never ghosted before um we not relationship wise um but done any ghost fading on on the on paint and today I was like, just looked at a YouTube video and I was like, yeah, I know how to do, you know, all that jazz. I just want to know how to blend it to get it to look nice. And um, and I did it. <laughs> First go, watch this YouTube video. It's like, yeah, OK, I've, I've I know that technique. I've done that technique before. Made sure you use the right paint. Fucking bosh, bosh. And, and then, yeah, the, the results came about. But I didn't really kind of. It was a, it was a, there was a lot of stress to get to that. And one of the key parts to this is, is understanding this, is when you're in a good mood or when you're even in a sad mood, you don't want other people, especially if someone else is in a sad mood, you'll genuinely go, oh, I really want to do something. And we all do it. And then when we come to doing this, how many times have we sat there and gone, fuck was I doing then? Why did I say yes to that? Why have I said yes to that? That's fucking ludicrous. I don't, I don't want to do that. But we do. And then what we don't realise is the knock-on effect. Now, if I hadn't have done the uh, pilot's helmet, what would have happened? Well, I could have buried my head in the sand. It really wouldn't have impacted me much. 
he probably would have made people think a little bit less of me because they would have gone, oh, fucking hell, he, you know, he normally does it or what's wrong with him? You know, he's been fucking doing this and this. People might have got a bit upset because, you know, I, I like doing a good job so they know they're going to get a good job. I don't know, but irrelevant. I could have brushed it off quite easily. However, the dopamine I'll get from doing a really good job is is what drove me. Because I was like, you're feeling a bit shit, James. You haven't been doing that, able to do artwork for weeks because you can't afford it. You haven't got the feedback that you want. You know, you're not making sales on Etsy and you're paying for that monthly. All of these things are like, and I'm not just saying it because I'm I'm after attention. I'm just genuinely saying that that these have knock-on effects on you as a as a human being, as a as a as a man who's trying to succeed. That it, it takes its toll. So when you come home and it's like, literally, my fucking daughter said to me, and this is quite alarming, she said, um, I only left you a couple of days ago. She went to stay with a friend and she went, your hair is really, really grey. I was like, and, and I looked in the mirror and the fucking side of it is just gone. It's gone almost fucking white. And that's, I don't know, maybe this is, this is just the stress of things. But I haven't been managing it effectively and I should know how to manage it because I talk about managing it. So what if you're what if you're one of these ones that aren't managing it and don't know how to manage it? Then listen back to the podcast and I'll chuck some tips your way. But at the same time, it's got it. You need all these coping mechanisms and you need to stick with them. And what I did to get me through the weekend and keep me positive, because what's been fucking me off the most, if I'm if I'm honest, is I've been sad for a long time, up and down. I've been a, I, I have been feeling it. You know, it's it's not a sympathy factor. It's just genuinely how I feel. I don't quite feel happy with life. Um, I don't quite sort of know my purpose. And that is a big question that most men um, ask themselves all the time. And I go, well, if I keep doing this job, what is the end goal to this fucking job? If, if, If I can't do the thing, do you know what I mean? So you question a lot and that's where you get deep in thought. And a lot of men go deep in thought. And I actually had an open and frank conversation with my buddy actually on Friday. Um, and I think this is where it went a bit funny, actually. We were drinking all, all afternoon and, and evening. We got back to the clock and balls and we were chatting away. And I just said to him, like, it's crazy. And I've never said this before. I said, it's crazy how we're completely and utterly the opposites in personalities. As in, like, you know, I'll, I kind of will try, uh, you know, try do anything. Have some, you know, and he's quite reserved. And he's very quiet and I'm very loud and do you, do you see what I mean it's quite an interesting one we were sat there talking but it's, it's a beautiful relationship I will say um, it works hand in hand um, but what I'll say it's, it's crazy how grounded he is and how he doesn't judge and I think that's the important thing of having the right people around you but yeah we were talking about this and he was just I was just sort of saying to him you know this is a bit it's a bit weird lately <laughs> it's a bit and he was like yeah it is you know and he said I do feel a bit like that we all get a bit low and we had an open and uh, a frank conversation. It was a really good conversation. Um, and I tried to explain things to him, saying, you know, I've just been a bit fucking shit, mate. I just can't see an end goal to this. And it's like I was feeling shit in winter. Though The excuse was it was winter. It was shit weather. And in actual fact, it comes to summer. The sun's beating down and I don't feel like I'm achieving anything. I feel like I'm lumbering weight on. I'm feeling very heavy. I've been drinking. And I was sort of chatting away. I was like, mate, it's just gone fucking wrong. I don't know how to get out the pit sometimes. I can do the coping mechanisms to get me out walking. And I, I love talking, which is where this comes in. And I, I do all the coping mechanisms, but it's getting that end result. I genuinely, sometimes it just hits you in the fucking face and it's uncontrollable. And that's the key importance to understand that take opportunities when you can, take offers when you can, or give offers when you can. 
And I think that's really important. We're, and I'm a very, I can, I can say it all day long, but I often fail myself. So it's key, it's key to understand that we all need to do our bit and the, we all need to turn the cogs at the same time to keep the gears working. Otherwise it grinds to a fucking halt. And that's so, so important. I think it's really, really important, actually. And there's a lot of people out there. Like I said, I was talking to my mate Mark only the other week, and he was talking about a friend of his. And he was like, he's not in a great place at the moment. And I was like, oh, fuck, mate. He said, I'll put you in touch with your, your podcast. I was like, mate, thank you very much. And if you're listening, mate, you are fully supported. We're all here. We're all in this together. It's important to open up and be open and honest. And I think for me, that's the... Oh, sorry, I just knocked me thing. I think for me, that's the key part in understanding that is we're not we're not alone in this. But at the same time, nobody understands what you're going through. And I went through this, and I was I was going through it last week. And I even said to myself, "Have I told anybody?" No, because I know you get to the point where people are saying, "Well, are you fucking hell, mate, you're always like this." So you doubt yourself, and th- there's a lot of key mechanisms in that make it very difficult to manage your mental health on a daily basis, just general life. Just general stuff gets fucking launched at you. Shit coming left, right and centre. And here I am now, jumping on the floor, fucking wax on, wax off, trying to keep myself sane. The only thing missing was jumping on the fucking wall and doing a fucking crane and just proper doing it, you know? Landing awkwardly and then busting my knee and then pulling it to the comp. Going straight back to Karate Kid. That's how we fucking get down in here. So it's really important to manage ourselves. And I think that's what I where I lose myself sometimes. I do a lot of meditation and I do actually, and I truly mean I've gone into this place where I meditate quite a bit. I sit down in the egg chair because it's that. I utilize this time of year in the only positive way that I really enjoy. And that's sitting in my garden, looking up at the stars, enjoying my garden, feeling the warm breeze and just doing nothing a little bit of little bit of ambiance in the background a little bit of um you know a little bit of music and just sit there relaxing and that's what i'm that's where i'm finding the peace at the moment and then just trying to piece these things together and for me one of the big cogs i think that was getting me down um was the well, like I say the pirate bay thing got me down i've that's put to bed now resolved move forward make another effort reset regain and then I was like, I've got a couple of projects stacking up. And I, the, at the front of the queue was this fucking pilot's helmet. And I was like, it's a fucking nightmare of a job. And if it goes wrong, I've got nothing. So I just, you know, you've got to, I think in, in a situation like this, you've just got to go fucking balls deep. You've really got to get the fucking hand in there. Go right up to the fucking shoulders and get in deep. And that's what I did. I just got in deep and just thought, fucking right, okay, I'm going to get a couple of bottles of lacquer. I'm going to get fucking racing green. I'm going to get this color, this color. And then I literally just, I prepped it, fucking chucked on some top coat, glossed it, and looked and went, right, add this, as this. And that's what's coming together. So it is completely bosh off the cuff. But it's put me in a really good place because, again, I'm doing what I enjoy doing. Been, I've never hidden. I like making things. The problem is when I don't get the dopamine hit, it affects me and that's the brutality of it there's no easy way of saying it that is what feeds me and it's almost like i said you know i do that very much when i say yes to somebody which is why when i've made things for people or i've done something for somebody and i've not received that dopamine that is a fucking strike down the that that that's you might as well just cut my legs off because that's the real that's what i rely on i rely on that dopamine to go i've done a good fucking job and I, yes, that's my personality. That sounds really fucking childish. I get it. And you're like, fucking hell, you're 41, mate. Grow up. No, because that's what I design. 
that's my design that's my adhd's aspect that's what i that's what keeps me going that's what keeps me happy is people sharing life experiences with me and and shouting to the world about it and i'm not talking about plastering all over fucking social media but i'm talking about that feedback that that fucking it's a great job and it does that's where i get it from yes a psychologist would probably turn around and say you didn't get loved as a child i did get loved as a child absolutely did well, there, there probably were deficits in their days. We are not, nobody's perfect. And we are talking fucking 80s. You know, Christ alive, you know, 80s and 90s. I was fucking, there was no seatbelts in cars then, people. You know, that's the fucking reality of it. We were fucking, we were out there. We were with the wolves. <laughs> they were fucking, used to chuck us in the fucking play park, stick us in the middle of the grass, and it was whoever fucking survives. You know, you fucking Billy Big Steps, mate. You've you got to get back to the garden. So, you know, it, it, yes, there was probably an element, and maybe there's a bit too much nowadays. I don't know it's a balance we'll never quite get right. But when you look into the other elements of my mental health, it does fit in with the spectrum of what I design, what I desire, why I do these things. I don't do these things to come in and go. People say to me all the time, "You, you no, I don't come in and admire this and admire that." I've done it. Been in, it's why when I've done the, you know, the when I've done something and I've done like the anniversary um helicopters everyone was like oh do you want to do this again i was like no i've done it i, I literally that's it mate i get I go, i'll get nothing out of this because i know how hard it is i know what can go wrong i done the first one which was fucking nails the second one was nails because we didn't have any fucking staff it was done with two of us and the third one was perfect because i had the right team doing the right job and we completed it to perfection you couldn't get any better and i know that nobody can get better than that because of the design and what was entailed in it. So I know I've, I've achieved that. I don't need to. That's what I do. I've, I've moved on. And that's important. And that's the thing with dopamine. Breaking into a little bit of mental health and, and ADHD there. But it falls in. But the thing is that falls in all of everyone's lives. We all need that little bit of booster. Yes, that's my specific. Uh, you know, that's my specific understanding of my personality. However, you might be one of those. We all need that bolstering. And it's so, so important to do it. It's like I was sat down actually with a, my, I've got these new bosses of mine and they're absolutely fantastic ladies. And as you know, I'm an open, I'm an open and honest person. I really am. And some people, you know, are transparent's the key word now, isn't it? Transparent. But I am. I'm, I'm a very open book. I believe in ha the people around people. Some people say, oh, you're a bit too open. And, and, I, and I've had a few digs from people I know, actually. <laughs> Close colleagues have said to me, you're a bit too open. No, I don't think I am. I don't think you think I am. If you're in 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 a in a set work setting with me or a life setting with me, if you're a close friend or you're a close relative or you're a close colleague that I'm going to be working with on a daily basis, you need to understand to a degree. I will give you enough information about me to understand that there might be occasions where I'm I act differently. I come in with a different personality or a different not personality, but I come in with a different mood. And that may be because that day something's flared up with my daughter that's massively affected me. How would you know that? But no, but if I come into work and I absolutely tear you and you arsehole over nothing and completely undo the fucking relationship and friendship, or the friendship, sorry, the, you know, collaborative relationship, I meant. If I undo that, then we're, we're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to think I'm a prick. But if you understand that that's what it is and something comes, you can filter the things that come through to me. I don't think, or if I'm, uh, certainly with my ADHD, I'm, I'm very, very, like, I, I keep going and going and going until I get a result. And some people say that's tenacious, and some people say that's fucking annoying. But that's me. 
That's what I do. So you need to understand about me because that's the way I work. So put me to, you know, put my mind at rest. That's your job as a colleague or a fucking worker or a boss to understand me. Just like I would understand the, my boss or colleagues on how they want to be represented or communicated with. I think it's a really, really... So, yeah, I get that. It's, it, some people say it's a bit, you know, a bit open and honest. But I think it's really, really important. And that's what feeds into why we're open and honest about things. And anyway, so I digressed into a little channel there. But I was sat talking to her. And I think because I was actually wearing my T-shirt, Boys Get Sad Too. And it opened the conversation. And she was like, oh, yeah, I see that. I said, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm sort of a bit, bit of a mental health advocate. I love it. Um, hence the reason why I did his podcasts. And uh, she was like, oh, right. And then we broke into this. And we did genuinely for an hour talk very, very about our personal lives in terms of like troubles that she'd had with her twin sister and her, uh, troubles she'd had with her brother and her family. And I spoke about sort of my troubles and, you know, the PTSD and everything. And we had a really, really, it was really weird. It was, I think because I was so open and honest, she could trust me. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's why I'm not going to give any personal information. But what we did come to the end and the conclusion was when we were talking about how long I'd suffered for, and she was like, oh, and I was like, oh, you know, have you ever been diagnosed with, you know, stress, depression? And she was like, no, I just, I'm really, really close to my daughters and my sister and, and, and her, um, her niece. And I was like, oh. And she was like, yeah, because they're all girls. And they said, yeah, we talk all the time, literally all the time, FaceTiming, chatting, going out to see each other. One of them lives uh, in a different country, so they go over there regular. They communicate all the time. They spend like three weeks of the year fucking um, literally in, um, you know, a caravan just fucking working on their job or doing their business. And that's the key point there was I said, and I said to her, I looked and I said, that's the key point. What you just said there. You fucking talk. You arrange things. You make the effort. You're open and honest about things. And I was like, and, and who did that? And she well, actually, the driving force was such and such, the the person who wasn't suffering as well, as bad as she was. And then when the other person was suffering, they she picked up the pieces and, and dived in. And I was like, that's what fucking men don't do. That is what we don't do. We don't communicate. We bottle it up. We hide our fucking secrets. We hide our our problems. And everyone's, and then when you do, and I, and, and I, like I said, you know, I cast myself, so five minutes ago, I get people that dig at me. Oh yeah, James is very open, a little bit too open. No, a little bit too open would be sort of saying, I had a really fucking sticky shit this morning, didn't go out, I had to literally, it was like smearing fudge. It's a little bit, intri I don't really need to know that, mate. You know, it was fucking rent. But for me, I'm just like, oh, by the way, this has happened in my family. Let's talk about it. If you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, it's absolutely fine. But I'm telling you because it might affect how I act in the morning. I don't know. It might it might hit me in fucking midweek and all of a sudden I just don't want to get out of bed. I've got PTSD. I might go in a car somewhere and start be be fucking screaming at you or really on edge. And people don't understand that. And I had to explain that to my, you know, my, my boss the other day. We were over in Ireland and he was fucking badgering me to go out. And I was like, mate, I've got mental health burnout right now. I've come to a new location. And I sent him a little fucking thing, a little ADHD burnout. And I was like, just read that, mate, if you want to. I've told you I've got this. If I don't want to come out, I don't want to come out. But there's that pressure. And, it's, it, and that's where I think, you know, I know for a fact, for instance, he's never read and understood that. He doesn't really fucking care. Whereas I care about it and I want people to understand it so we can work together. 
and we can build it we can work i should be able to function on a daily basis but there's going to be times where i'm going to need a little bit of space or i can't attend something because i've not got the the mood or the energy to go to somewhere and that's why i need to manage myself to, like i've started managing my life really really down to a t with my calendar to make sure i do everything i've even even started fucking forgetting things so i've had to put down like fucking book hire car Put, put claims in <laughs> you know what I mean and um you know getting old as fucking I but yeah it's interesting and that's kind of such an important point is listening to her and how she was she's dealt with this for like 50 years and you know she's strong as fucking hell now yes she likes a drink but that's a good thing it's not a bad thing is it she's if that what makes her fucking happy it's brilliant but she has a drink with the right people she drinks with her family they have fun. They fucking muck in together. They're fun and friendly. And that's the important thing about the, the network around you. Nurturing the right people around you. They should be the ones that are picking you up. They should be the ones that are there to say fucking well done. Great job. That looks amazing. Offer you constructive criticism. That's what your friendships group's about. If they're not doing that, cast them aside. It's as simple as that because that's what you need in your life. Otherwise, you just revert back to shutting yourself down and going through that alone. And nobody wants to go through that alone. I can tell you that for a fucking fact. Life is not fun on your own. So much so that as a, I go to the Boston Rec Club, actually, and I'll tell you, it's not finished on a sad story, but it's it made me resonate quite heavily with me. And I went to play snooker on uh, Wednesday with Kieran. And um, no, so was it Wednesday? No, Friday. Sorry, fr Friday. That was it. We went in the evening. I thought we went on Wednesday. We didn't. We sat, we sacked off and went Friday. Um, I was at the bar and I, I got my second drink and uh, poured it in. I went in and, got, and gave it to Kieran and I said, right, I'm just going to the toilet, mate. And uh, I went to the toilet and this old guy was in the toilet and he was still at the end of the cubicle. And I was like, all right, mate. You know, just sort of kind of, I don't know. It was, it's a quiet little thingy. Not many people talk in the pub. I was like, yeah, I don't know, just sort of say. I think because he's in the pub and it's a small little recreation club. And he was like, yeah, I'm all right, mate. And I was like, oh, you don't sound it, mate. He was like, do you know what, mate? I'm just really lonely. I was like, wow. I was like, mate, are you okay? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm all right, mate. 79, he said, I'm at that age where I'm just really, really lonely. I said, oh, mate, well, you got to be having something good for tea tonight. He was like, ah, something be in the microwave. I was like, fucking hell. And that's just, that's just the, the saddest thing I'd heard in a long time that actually made me go, wow. And I see him up there and he's up there every single day. He's retired. He spends every day in there from because I think I don't know whether he, he works up there or he's got an, he's, he's got the ability to go in early. <laughs> but he just sits there watching TV in the rec club every fucking day, having a couple of beers, falls asleep and then goes home. And you think to yourself, that's not the life. That's not where we want to be. We want to be comfortable to go out. You know, we want to have friends. Why hasn't he got a little friendship group around him? That's the things that we nurture. We don't know. Maybe he's been sad and lonely for a long time. He's pushed people away. I'm, I'm being very, I'm, I'm being presumptuous here, but I'm saying maybe he pushed people away for years because he didn't deal with his mental health. Maybe he ran away and shut everyone away because he didn't deal with his mental health. Maybe it's not mental health related at all and it's just fucking him not liking people or maybe he's just not a very nice person. I don't know. There's so many uh, caveats, but let's be honest, for somebody to sit there and say to a uh, a younger man, stranger in the toilet, that he felt really lonely, you could look at that again, actually. I just said, well, yeah, maybe that... <laughs> I don't know. He could, maybe, he was, maybe he was hitting on me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. So, being serious. Deadly serious, James. But the important thing is, if he felt, number one, the fact that he felt comfortable, to, or not comfortable, 
he felt that it was okay to talk about that means it's been festering on him really really does and i see him every week in week out and he is in the same place week in week out same chair same location same beer every wednesday i see him so i would suggest that actually he is a lonely person and that's the importance of what we don't want to be that's why we don't want to be lonely old men we want to nurture the right people we don't want to shove people away we need to build relationships we need to have partners that go with us and come along for the journey yes we should be able to be independent in those relationships absolutely however nobody wants to be sat there in a pub on their own at 79 with nobody talking to them do they and I, yeah there's people that say yes oh, i quite like that now i've got a stressful fucking life yeah maybe 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 you'll change your mind when you get to his age anyway i'm gonna leave it there thank you very much for listening to the dulcet tones of james dean little john i hope you like the topic i hope you like the subject i hope you like me <laughs> anyway so uh thank you for listening i really appreciate your time uh, i'm looking forward to doing more potties um i'm away i'm off tomorrow so um you never maybe you might get a surprise but i'm not gonna say yes i'm not gonna say no we'll see <laughs> anyway have a good one have a great evening and i look forward to speaking to you soon take care everyone love you bye <laughs>